Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Viking Star, it's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You like that? Mm. Yeah. You know what? On the optimistic side, and I'm surprised Al Michaels didn't mention more of this. Maybe I missed it. If you had the Vikings plus seven, get the flag. Oh, hold on. That's right. That's a backdoor cover, my friends. There There you go. There it is. Not too much waving of the flag. Yeah. My voice is uh, is teetering because I was screaming at the TV after all those turnovers in the first half. I wasn't screaming because the TV was bad. It's a great TV. It's a TCL, which is uh, our presenting sponsor here on Purple Daily and Vikings Ventline, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment, unless uh, you were watching that game tonight in the first half, with stunning resolution all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL, an official TV partner of the National Football League. So uh, this is the most fan-friendly, interactive, and once again, like last week, therapeutic show in all of Minnesota sports. It's Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff are here for you for the next hour plus. We're going to say our piece off the top and just give kind of our off-the-cuff thoughts, and then we're going to turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans, so you can express your thoughts on this game. Vikings fall to 0-2. They turn the ball over four more times. That's seven turnovers in the first two games. If you'd like to get on the show and talk about your feelings tonight, you can send a request to vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Declan will be monitoring the inbox. We'll get to as many of you as possible. Please keep it clean, okay? Let's keep it PG. There are kids who watch this show, okay? Um, 0-2, Judd. By the way, that's 0-2 in one-score games after going 11-0 and in the regular season in one-score games last year. The football gods have said, no more. No more. Two consecutive very hollow one score games though, and this again um, because it's because you could make a very good case that they should be two and zero. Oh. That Philadelphia team, I think, when Avante Maddox went out tonight, was down five starters on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. Um, offensively, until they basically just said, "Screw it, we're going to run every single time," and rushed for an incredible two hundred fifty nine yards. Offensively. 
they, they were being booed off the field by their fans. How about that, dude? And Eagles fans were raging. They in the got first no time court. for that crap because <laughs> the same thing ha- happened against the Patriots where they had to settle for a bunch of field goals. But yeah. you mentioned it. Four more um, turnovers tonight, seven in two games, continually making, you know, stupid mistakes uh, where you shoot yourself in the foot. Um they don't look prepared. I'm sorry. They don't look prepared. You cannot turn the ball. And look, if they had two turnovers in two games, I think they have two wins. And I, I understand, like, the Jefferson play. He was being aggressive. That's a – I hate that rule. But, it's such but, a dumb know, rule, rule. But but Madison drops the ball. Um, You know, Kirk gets hit again because your offensive line is in shambles. Why Darisaw was dressed if he if there was no chance he was going to play? I don't have any. You mean clue. you mean Darisaw, right? Darisaw, yeah. yeah. Da- well, Dar- that's a whole different thing. Shaw? Herb Street doesn't like he knows less about What's he doing the league than who was more confused tonight: the Vikings' offensive line or Kirk Herb Street trying to figure out I, the Vikings' offensive line? You know what? Even Al Michaels like getting confused at the end of the game over. He was clearly getting you know information about the Aaron Rodgers Instagram. Like, yep. Okay. Yep, like he had a hot mic going. It was just kind of a disaster. you know, Kirk's great on college, but stick to college, dude. Like you don't need to work. Wow. You don't need to work a pro job. But anyway, wow, this dude, is wow. so frustrating just... to watch because it's self inflicted. It's it's dumb mistakes. It's dropped passes. KJ Osborne again, and I know he caught a touchdown pass. He was wide open. We could have caught that pass, but the reality is. You know, stop trying to make K.J. Osborne happen in situations where, where you know what? I would rather throw it in double Dude, coverage was, to Justin Jefferson. wide open. That, that drop like, was terrible. I but know. Anyway. It's, it is a terrible drop, but, like, are you saying you shouldn't throw it to him when he's wide-ass open? Oh, no. When he's open in the end zone, if he's wide-ass open, that's fine. But when he, but that drop was another play where they're trying to treat him yep. like, he, like he's the equivalent of Jefferson and Addison, and he's not. But this is just absolutely maddening because of the fact that this team is playing so frequently in two games, stupid football, stupid mistakes. They are costing themselves games and they're owing to because of their own stupidity. All right, Dex, your, uh, your thoughts, I'll give my thoughts and then we'll, we'll, we'll turn. I can, I can see who's going to be first already in the queue. I, I know who we want to go to first, but go ahead. You go first. Declan. Yeah. Um, it's, it just, uh, regardless of turnovers and, it just it's an incredibly frustrating game and the foot you can look at it a few different ways you know the football gods are just really spiting the vikings um you can look at it in so many different avenues but this is an owen to disastrous start it was the worst possible outcome for the vikings and here they are now having to stare down the barrel of 10 days to prepare i guess for justin justin herbert and the chargers but still it's going to be an absolute dogfight to try to get uh, some of these games back, and now you've dug yourself a just humongous hole. Yeah, I think, you know, like losing the first game against the Buccaneers at home, like this this game was chalked up as a loss for most fans, right? Most prognosticators. But losing that first game left you with a lot less leeway to to lose the games that you were probably supposed to lose. And now you're 0-2. I guess, you know, shame on me because I just sort of, I don't know if bought in is the right word, but I just sort of the Vikings brain trust decided, you know what? We're going to run back the same offensive line because we got a second round pick on the right side and we got a 25 year old on the left side uh, at the guard positions. And we think those guys are going to get better. We think, well, Bradbury's out. We think Bradbury has reached a new level. 
um, you know, you put a backup in there because he's hurt. Some some of that's just what are you going to do? But I sort of trusted. All right, they 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 think keeping the chemistry together and and letting guys in their early to mid twenties get better within this system is the play. And then on the defensive side, the interior offensive linemen, not the edge rushers, the Daniel Hunter uh, and Davenport, we haven't even seen yet, but the down linemen. So Harrison Phillips, who had an egregious dumb penalty tonight, by the way, jumping off sides on a play where they were going to run the clock out. Uh, and then it's just kind of a bunch of guys like Dean Lowry. It was just he's just kind of a guy in Green Bay. They are so weak in the middle of the trenches. And we can sit here and talk about this. Jordan Addison looks like an absolute home run in the first round. And Jefferson is going to flirt with Calvin Johnson's record. And, you know, they've got some interesting pieces. Ivan Pace Jr. looks phenomenal as an undrafted linebacker. There's all these peripheral pieces, but they get blown away in the middle of the trenches and I don't know that that's fixable on the fly this season. And I probably let them off the hook too much, just myself talking about this team every single day on this show over the last seven or eight months in the offseason. I feel like I didn't focus on that enough, and it's very obviously a problem against the first two opponents, uh, more, than, more than I probably uh, discussed. So with that said... You know what? I want Chansey and Fargo to come in here right now. I want him to light the Vikings nice. up. I want him to light us up for not there being hard enough on the Vikings. Chansey up, and Fargo, buddy? you're on Vikings vent line, man. It is It is good to see you guys. Thank you. Um, you know, I was thinking, other than, actually, I've been watching for a while. So with all the praise for Justin Jefferson, I've been thinking about what is the second most important position in football? Because I think we'd all agree quarterback is is the is the most important position right yeah i don't even know if it is wide receiver and i you know i'm kind of starting to doubt it i think like a big defensive tackle like an aaron donald type that can create so much chaos right up front right up the middle is probably more invaluable i've seen enough uh big time wide receivers struggle and you know he is amazing he's no randy moss I'm tired of people talking about him like he's Randy Moss. He ain't no Randy Moss, okay? So let's quit with that. He didn't. He's not changing any games. Fine, pay him like he needs to be paid, but he ain't no Randy Moss. But uh, anyway, side note: Did you guys? Are you guys like into uh, poetry? I wrote a poem today while I was watching the game, and I I thought I would read if, it. If Chansey and Fargo yeah. is into poetry, then I am into poetry. Yeah. We are in. We are into poetry. Viking poetry. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this is Viking poetry. I don't know if this is haiku or, you know, what are all the different types of limerick or whatever. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Limerick. Love me a good limerick. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll start off. Let me tell you a story about Quasi. The GM, whose brilliant analytics only kind of seemed crazy, draft picks like Scene and Booth were made by Mensa. But watching this offensive line play, Feels like having influenza. <laughs> we thought when he cut Cook that the running back position he would devalue. But instead he resigned Madison and Ham and gave all the fans a big screw you. Oh, wow. Presence is getting thrown down like an everyday ragdoll. And we're looking at noon games with Kenny Albert on the call. Kenny Albert here. It's the Vikings and the Lions for the 52nd straight week. Well, you get ready for it because 
We're we're heading in that schedule direction. Yes, we are. Vikings fans patiently stand and they do the skull chant, while our offensive guards stand and look like houseplants. Meanwhile, Quasi sits up in his high fluting suite, while the Wilfs should kick his ass right to the street. Wow. Wow! Wow! That was fancy coming Chancy. through. Oh God! Coming, coming late in. night poetry. Didn't feel know. like I'm in a coffee house. Every, every time you guys there's... have a lot of other callers, I'm sure. I just wanted to get my poetry skills in. You know, thank you. Very nice. The, the talents of Chancy and Fargo. No, no bounds here on Vikings Melon. Uh, on your production. Yeah, on your production meeting, just real quick here on, on Vikings Van Line. We got like 6,000 people watching us, and we have a full green room, and I already got the alert that the room is full. So okay. we're going to run through as many callers as we can. If I boot you out of the studio after your call, that's not because I'm booting you out from watching Vent Line. It's just yeah. simply to get more people into the into the room. So uh, we're going to get to as many fans as possible tonight, but just want to make sure that's clear. And uh, wow, that's so thank you guys for for staying up late here. This this is going to be a therapy session here for Vikings fans. Owen, to if you're new and you're just sort of stumbling into this right now, you're like, why are people reading poetry on this show? Click that subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. This is the place to be for Daily Vikings entertainment and therapy in this case. So, Declan, who is next on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to Joey next. Joey, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Big fans. Um, I just I want to get through quick because I know there's a lot of people waiting. Um, I have a few observations and then a few questions for you. Um, so my first observation was, you know, the investment in the run game, uh, was supposed to make this offense and unlock certain things of this offense that we hadn't seen before. Uh, it's looking like complete miscalculations that I don't know are totally on Quasi. Uh, you know, I think the big thing for me was going back to even last year, they should have torn it down a little bit, uh, and, and probably look to stock up on some picks, stock up on, on some assets, uh, instead of running it back with a team that was destined to kind of explode and be a time bomb. Uh, and then I, I think I, I don't know if I can watch Kirk Cousins play. I, I, I know he's a top 10 quarterback. I'm, he's right around there. But his inability to sense pressure really puts the offense in such a tough position. Um, I understand that he's, you know, this you know great quarterback. He's super accurate. And I, I'm, I'm with the Cousin Crusaders when they say he's a top 10 quarterback. He's right around that area. But yeah. if you want to – we're talking about a Super Bowl. You know, you got to be able to handle pressure when the defenses get better you got to be able to handle that interior pressure and move around. So I guess my question kind of going from there is where do you go from here? Are you sellers at the deadline? You know, are you thinking, are you trying to make a push for one of these top quarterbacks in the draft? Uh, do you think, you know, we should kind of you know, pack up and, and move on from this season? Or do you think that some of these things are fixable? Cause it's four turnovers, four fumbles that should probably not happen. I mean, where do you think we go? Well, I think personally that sure. they're going to look at this and that they are um, that they are going to say if we hadn't been so stupid and turned over the football seven times in two games, we probably won both games. So like I, I don't think the Wilfs and I don't think the Vikings are going to look at, at this and say we suck. I think they're going to say we have played some terrible football. But keep in mind if they if they had cleaned up the mistakes, they win probably both games. So, yeah. like, I, I don't see this as, like, okay, we're done. And it's two games out of 17. And when's the last time that we saw, since the Wilfs bought this team, when a season has been not going well, when's the last time that we we saw them truly dump? I mean, the Ngakwe trade, the, the season that that was made, we assumed, I think that was uh, 2020, we assumed that that was going to start a bunch of trades. It didn't. That was the only move that they made. So, 
Um, I think they're going to regroup, take 10 days off, and basically come away saying there are a lot of positives offensively. Uh, they certainly have to shore up the run defense, though, because you cannot win with that run defense. Yeah, I think uh, there's uh, – I'll just answer on the running game, like the Vikings offensive running game, um, which was a Joey brought up. So that's the thing that's the most alarming here. It, it's only been two games, but you set out to run heavier personnel packages. You brought in the best run-blocking tight end, according to PFF, in the NFL and Josh Oliver, and you were going to make a concerted effort to, to establish the run and just do a better job running the ball. And so far through two games, you are averaging tw- it's only 26 carries, by the way. Only 26 carries in two games. They've just bailed on it because they've been, like in this game, they were trailing 2.6 yards per carry. So it's not, it's it's just been straight passing. And by the way, Kirk, Kirk Cousins winds up with, statistically, box score-wise, which is kind of his career in a nutshell, uh, one of the best statistical games of his career, 364 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, a 125.6 passer rating. So, you know, I know that you know, the, the fumble again can't really happen, um, but it's it's tough to say like, oh, Kirk Cousins sabotaged them or Kirk Cousins this. I mean, Kirk Cousins did a really good job hanging in there when this team fell behind, made some big passes, uh, and they played catch up as as best they could given the circumstances, so. All right, Declan, who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Jonathan here. Jonathan, are you on with us on Vikings Ventline? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Um, so kind of – I have kind of like three quick thoughts on this game. Um, KJ Osborne, you're wide receiver four. Um, we need to at least have some other people try out and see how they do um, at that position. Um, the second one is um, the running game. Both sides was terrible. Um, but what I noticed on defense is um, they do well at the beginning because they know their gaps. But as soon as the the other team changes and adapts, they seem to take a long time to figure that out. And it, it went back and forth a couple of times where they'd stop the running midway in the game. Um, and then the third thing is um, this team is going to hang in with every team they face against, even if that team is a Super Bowl contender. Um, it's just, um, they're probably not going to win on those games. <laughs> yeah. No, the, um, yeah. Thanks for jumping on here on Vikings vent line. Um, I think, I think he's right. The, I, I don't see, I saw a lot of people, you know, the Vikings are Owen two, and there's a lot of fans, at least in my Twitter timeline tonight that are just bailing now. They're just, I'm seeing Caleb Williams memes and stuff, right? That's not what's going to happen here. And, and I know I know that I kind of said the same thing after the Buccaneers loss, but if you look at t- take away the turnovers for a second, which again you're not going to turn the ball over once per quarter, which is basically what they're averaging, and the Vikings outgain the Eagles in this game six point eight to five point seven yards per play. Now the Eagles, the game flow probably dictated that they sat back in coverage a little bit, so the Vikings picked up some garbage yards there in the second half. But the Vikings have moved the ball in the first two games. They've got talent. They've got flaws, but they have talent. Unless there's a bunch of injuries, this isn't like a Caleb Williams situation right now. This isn't like a three and fourteen. They're gonna they're gonna go on a run. They're probably gonna win two or three games in a row at some point. Mm-hmm. At one point, they started like one and five a couple years ago, right? Like, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be on the uh, Caleb Williams train uh, for discussion quite yet. Yeah, I'm. I 
guarantee you they're they're going to put a positive spin on the fact that they could have won both the, these games. What I think pisses people off, though, and this is where I agree, was this is not the Eagles anywhere near their best. Again, down five starters on defense, and with an offense that was getting booed off the field in the first quarter, the Eagles were basically begging you, you know what, yeah. give us a couple of knockout punches. And you didn't come close, and you fumbled the ball four times. You, you know, that's what drives fans nuts, and I totally get that. But, yes, I do not think that this is go- that this team is going to try to trade Kirk. I do not think that they're going to dump on purpose. But I totally get the frustration because this was a game where it's like if you were ever going to get the Eagles at the ideal time, this was the game. If Jefferson doesn't fumble that ball out of You're the end zone. At the half. Uh, they might have won this game. No, I know. So, that's so exactly- I, I'm, it's like the the turnovers are ridiculous and inexcusable and there's a bunch of other flaws and the Eagles ran for like almost 300 yards and there's like all sorts of things. But even with the imperfections, the Vikings are good enough with even just like one less fumble in this game to maybe have one in Philadelphia, but they're owing to it's, it's a, it's a tricky balance right now because I, I'm not sitting here saying this team is garbage because they're owing to, I don't feel that way, but Looking at the schedule, too, even if you do sort of write, maybe you stop turning the ball over and you write some of these wrongs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is this too big of a hole, given the fact that Mahomes is on your schedule coming up? Herbert's on your schedule coming up. You got tough road games like Green Bay looks like they're not going to be a pushover. So it's it's a huge hole. And historically, since 1970, only 9% of teams that start 0-2 wind up making their way to the playoffs. So that's that's what they're staring at right now. Includes the 2008 Vikings, who lost, uh, what, to yeah. the Colts in Week 2. Uh, they lost their first game, and then they ca- came back with my guy, Gus Farad. Okay, so there's always hope. Yeah, Maybe Gus, Gus is uh, maybe, Gus, maybe is Gus available. can come in here and bail this team out. Yeah. Coaching high school football. All right. All right, Dex, who's next? Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Mark in Minneapolis next. Mark, what's up, buddy? You're on Hey, that. Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. All right, great. Uh, so... First of all, I just want to say to Vikings fans out there, you know, you have a lot of other good things in your life. So, uh, you know, don't give up hope. Cause this is great. This is what we need here. This, this is shouldn't what we need. be like the only thing, you know. Anyway, that said, uh, we got to start wondering about uh, this regime's uh, lack of attention to addressing the biggest problem of this team, and that's the offensive line. Uh, hope isn't a strategy. And I I think they were hoping that a lot of these guys were going to work out okay. And uh, again, like I said, hope isn't a strategy. So I'm wondering where we go from here. You know, like this isn't a quick mid-season fix. So I don't know. I, I, I guess that's my big thought and takeaway from tonight. It's not, it, you know, it's not a death knell, but pretty darn close. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, th- thanks for the time, guys. No, Mark, thank you. Some perspective there. There are there are, are other things in life than Vikings football, but I don't like know that what? that applies to this audience like necessarily. What? I think. What else is out there? <laughs> I know. What, I, what good is there left? I mean, we talk about them every day, even in like June. So it's yeah. like, it is our lives. Exactly. But uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, right. where do you go from here? I see a lot of people, oh, you got to sign Dalton Reisner. I don't know that Dalton Reisner is like, why is he still available? You know, 
Now, from a depth perspective here, you've got injuries all over the place. Ole yeah. Udo looks like he, I don't know, he blow his knee out on that play. Or his so ankle depth went. What? Yeah. Something went. Yeah. So I, so I think in the next week they're going to sign a guard. And I think they have to, I think they're going to seriously look at Ingram's replacement. I mean, they have to at some point because it's not just hope, it's hubris. It's like, well, we yeah. drafted him. We're going to give him a chance. Okay. At some point in time, you have to pull that plug. Yeah. Um, I, I have serious concerns about Schlotman as well, who at times, and look, that Eagles D line is legit. They're really good. But I mean, Austin Schlotman was relocated to New Jersey a couple times tonight. Um, so if Bradbury is going to be out, and I think he might be for, for a stint, I think you have to look there. I mean, and yes, you're right. It can't be a work in progress, but you also can't just sit still now. Yeah. So, yeah. and I don't know what you do. I mean, the, the interior of that defensive line, I don't know what you do there. But here's the other thing too, like just pet peeves. Well, that's the but the, you know that's the best defensive line you're going to face, and you're not going to face defensive lines like that every week. You know what though? But if your goal is to win a Super Bowl, yeah, exactly. and to improve off of a 13 win season, and you know we that's the goal, right? Go win a Super Bowl and go beyond where you did last year. Those are the types of defenses that you have to deal with, and you you have to find a way as a line, as a quarterback, like to not get strip sacked, to not allow your quarterback to get strip sacked. So yeah. let's keep it rolling here. Vikings Met Line Purple Daily YouTube Channel Dex. JJ, what's up? You're on that line. Yo, gentlemen, thanks for having me on. Love the show. JJ. Great, thanks, great JJ. content. Um, so yeah, uh, just a, a tough loss. Uh, I'm still scoring from 2017 going into Philadelphia. Um, I'm right out here in uh, Willenboro, New Jersey. So right across the bridge from Philadelphia. Um, I just wanted to say, flew by you. <laughs> just wanted to say. Uh, my takes and my thought process on the Vikings usually aligns with Mackie, more of that analytical mind, but I don't let it tell the whole picture. Um, I just want to say that uh, Quasey, you got to go. Complete bust. Um, you know, not addressing the offensive line when we all sat back here and knowing that Kirk Cousins is, is not a Jalen Hurts, a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen. He can't escape pressure. Um, for you not to address the offensive line, it's criminal. Um, you know, we're going to face defensive lines that are just, you know, they're not as dominant as the Eagles, but big guys, those dogs, those halls up front. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, um, because I have so much passion for the Vikings and I, I, I really, every year going in, I'm like, this could be the year. Like we have the talent KOC, like the innovative young play caller. Um, but yeah, uh, Gentlemen, keep doing the good work. Um, I'll keep watching. I hope to be on again. Awesome, man. Hey, JJ, thanks for coming on. What's just a quick, your your take on Quasey here? Oh, boy. Um, I really wanted to give him a long opportunity, like more than than this. But I'm going to tell you right now, when Josh Metellus gets hurt and Theo Jackson comes in and Lewis Seen can't sniff the field, when a Caleb Evans get, gets hurt and you rush him back in because Andrew Booth Jr. can't play, like that draft is now just a bust. Like there's no you're, – you're not coming back from this. I and mean Ed Ingram. And Ed Ingram, exactly right. And, and Asamoah played more snaps tonight, but it's still – I mean, he's he's not I, Ivan Pace, who was undrafted. Yeah. Um, and, yes, the offensive line – I mean, the interior of the offensive line, we had, you know – we had some faith that those guys would improve, that they saw enough last year, and it hasn't changed. So 
I'm losing con- I've lost confidence. He now has to win my confidence back. Yeah. I you know, my question from I think I asked it on a scoop session on the Mackie and Judd show and the Score North YouTube channel or other YouTube channel. A couple weeks ago, I, I asked you guys, hey, so ha- we all agree Hawkinson was a good trade. Second rounder for a franchise tight end. They locked him up long term that that's Quasey's best move. Right. And I asked you guys, what's Quasey's second best move as Vikings GM? And I think there was like 30 seconds of silence while everyone went through and racked their brains. I don't know. I don't I still don't know what what is his second best move might be pace right now. So an un, yeah, an undrafted free an undrafted agent, free agent who's, who is scouted by not him. So, like, he gets credit, but it's not like he, he went and found him. But, yeah, no, you're right. It's yeah. concerning. It's very concerning. Yeah, I'm not ready to call for heads necessarily yet. I do have a good hot take for tomorrow. Great little tease for the hottest take. Yeah, not till um, tomorrow but- when you call for his head. Nine That's o'clock, right. uh, nine o'clock a.m. Central Time will be our live, right? our live Love Purple it. Daily tomorrow morning. By the way, Love it. Yeah. but I think this 2022 draft class, with only it being 18 months old, is potentially already on track to be the worst draft class in Vikings history. Oh, I, I think it's. I think I. I think it's entering that, and like, and I guess it's. There's two sides of that coin. It's the NFL. We're like, all right, you have a bad draft class. Like the Vikings aren't. I know they're 0 2 right now, and things are doom and gloom. Like it doesn't shipwreck you as a franchise, but that is, I think, going to go down as one of the worst draft classes in Vikings history. I'm going to give you one. 2005 is worse. So two that, first round picks. They were both yeah. complete busts with Troy and Erasmus. But you're. But I. Yes, I agree that like. I wanted to have more patience, but when guys who are first and second round picks can't even sniff the field, Declan, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's a ter- it looks like a terrible draft. Yeah. Hey, before we keep going with this uh, football therapy session, this might be a good time to tell you guys that Purple Daily is sponsored by BetterHelp. So while we give out football therapy on this show, actual therapy has helped uh, me personally. I know I don't want to speak for Declan, but we talk pretty openly about you know deaths in our families and whatnot. And uh, so actual therapy has helped me a lot in my life, whether it's, you know, I think like the times where your mind is racing and it sometimes as a guy too, it's like, you know, society dictates that you shove all that stuff down. Um, well, one great way to make racing thoughts go away to just help you sort of focus on getting back on track mentally is therapy. And, uh, and that's where better help comes in. They're here to help you much like a football coach unlock parts of your brain and your game. Think about like the best football players, the JJs and whatever. They still need coaches to get them to be the best version of themselves. And that's what therapy can be. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Purple Daily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Purple Daily. Uh, also, a shout out to our friends, Judd, at the Minnesota Lottery. Though you know what, yeah, you're never going to be a loser on the level that right. uh, the Purple have been these last two weeks with those scratch off tickets. All right, it, there's always a path to victory. In fact, if you're down on the Vikings right now, which is very possible, and I don't blame you one bit, the new Lottery Viking scratch game. It's the official uh, scratch game of this team. And you could win up to get this $100,000 or second chance prizes, including season tickets or an away game trip. That is officially exciting. And that is what the Minnesota Lottery presents you with an opportunity to do. Just say, I'm in, must be 18 or older to play. So the Viking scratch game, the Viking scratch game can make you feel better about this team, but you got to play to win. 
You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, let's keep it rolling here. We're a half hour into this therapy session here. Vikings lose 0-2. Who's next on Vikings, Bentland? Austin, what's up, pal? You're on Bentland. Gentlemen, gentlemen. What's up, Austin? How you guys doing? Uh, I know I'm not great, but how are y'all doing? You know, I mean, uh, I, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be candid here for a second. Give it to me. I always start like if things start to go off track, I'm always in anything in football, Vikings in life. I'm like solutions guy. I'm on to the like, well, OK, what's the next thing? What can we do? So yeah. I was already pulling up 2024 mock draft during that game. Right. right. I, I look for solutions. And that was like in the moment. That was my solution. I don't I, think that's a, a, a solution, Phil. I think that's being resigned to failure. A solution would be one of the ways to, to look at the same glass of water. Track better help. To start. Better, <laughs> better help. That's yeah. betterhelp.com slash purple daily. Good idea, Declan. Sorry, Austin. No, you're good. I, I like that you said solutions because that's the one thing I didn't see tonight. And that is what uh, drove me bonkers the entire game was, you know, I, I was texting my brother. He was at an event. Um, so I was sending him score updates. It was just, I kept saying, First quarter, defense looks great. Defense looks great. And then they started running the ball. There was that drive where they ran 13, 13 different times, just drove us down the field. And I was like, well, defense doesn't look great anymore. Um, there was no solution. I love what B-Flow was doing. That was a great first quarter. Even, you know, Tampa Bay, obviously, they looked gassed. They were definitely getting gassed this game, too. Um I wanted to see more solutions. Um, and what I really hate is that they almost had one, that they were fighting back. They gave me hope at the end. And then, uh, like Declan said last week, fart noise. Um, I was so disappointed. Um, I wanted a solution. I wanted an answer for, um, you know, just the the Eagles winning. Um, they answered. They responded to us. We had them. And then there was nothing. So, I'm frustrated. I want to see more adjustments. Um, I think uh, KOC and B-Flow got a good thing going on. I'm not necessarily – I'm definitely skeptical of Kwesi right now. Um, I still have good faith in KO and uh, B-Flow, but uh, they got to have more answers. they got to find more creative solutions. You can't just adjust one time, um, come back, score a bunch of points. you got to be consistent um, on both sides of the ball, or all sides because we have the special teams fumble too. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Austin, yeah, thank you, man. Austin. That's something else. 48 rush attempts for 259 yards. That is taking your soul in a football game. That Brandon Powell return was to like the, I think think it was the plus 35 yard line, and he fumbles the damn ball. And here's Mm -hmm. the thing. So here, this solution is going to sound simple, but it's absolutely true. The solution is hang on to the damn ball. Fumbles aren't flukes. Like one fumble might be a fluke. Seven turnovers in two games. That's not a fluke. You but are it is, but it killing is, yourself. It is, a, it is a fluke, though, because you're not going to fumble seven times in the next two games. 
But you, you know told me, saying? yeah. But you told me after week one that they wouldn't fumble three times again, and they fumbled four times. Okay, but they but you've got to protect the ball. That's not. But you aren't protecting the football. It's the most important commodity on that field. Correct. And, but but in terms of pre- this, this is my point. In terms of predictive things. Okay, I told you after the first game. They're not going to fumble three times a game. And then they come out and fumble four times. So I was wrong, obviously. But I would continue. Like, if you wanted to bet again every game this season, if you if, if you think it's predictive and you think that they're unprepared, they're fumbling because they're unprepared or they're fumbling because of whatever other reason, mm-hmm. they're not, dude, they're not going to fumble seven times in two games. Right, but you've, the lost next two- but you've lost two games because you didn't protect the football. Correct. But, but if we're looking for things that are going to carry over as themes the rest of the season. Like, do you think they're going to set the NFL record for fumbles? I don't. So I'm looking at other things. There's other things that I'm more concerned about than Brandon Powell dropping a ball on a punt return. Boy, I'm more worried about games. trenches. I'm more worried about 259 yards, uh, a 13 run drive down your throat over the course of 20 minutes of you know game time. For God's sake, the, pro- the problem is in those seven turnovers in two games are the direct result. They are the biggest result of why you are 0-2 instead of. Two and zero. Agreed. And you're not going to get those two games back. Agreed with that. Yes. Like those were two games that were sort of gift wrapped again. Like if you protect the football, those are sort of 2000 and and uh, 22 games, right? This Eagles game, they did not play a good game. They gave, they basically were trying to gift you this game, and you're like, ah, we're good. Yep. Well, I mean. They did play a good game in that they ran 48 times for 259 yards down your throat the entire time and stopped your run game. But so, early on, you had your chances, and that's what frustrates me. Let's go back to the vent lines here. Vikings vent line on Purple Daily. Uh, Nunu from California. Nunu with his uh, Vikings beard. What's up, pal? Hey, man. Uh, we can't hear you. Nunu, no, here. you got us? Is he on mute? He is not Nunu. on mute. Let's see again. Nope. Let's put Nunu back in the the green room here. Okay. uh, In the meantime, great beard. In the meantime, let's go to Corey from Iowa. Corey, what's up, pal? Hey, guys. What's going on today? What's going on, dude? Man, it's another uh, sad loss again. You know, um, I got a couple things to talk about. Um, Starting from the top, um, I think Quasey, he's had some two drafts that are terrible. They're terrible. You can, like you said, Judd, you can can watch it. It's probably the worst draft. They've had, I think, uh, he, I think Quasi, he's an analytics guy, numbers, numbers. I think after a while you need a guy that knows football, football players. He can look at, this guy could play football. He came from the 49ers, but he wasn't the guy picking the players. He may have been in the room, but yeah. he was the guy picking the players. Lynch and all them guys that played football, that know football, pick football players. And they know how to work with football players. He is a numbers guy. That's, I mean. If you need him to cut some money for you and everything else, yeah, he's your guy. But you need football players to get to where you're trying to go. And he does not understand that, does not know that. Um, I think KLC, he's a nice young coach, but he's nice. I think we have one of the worst or one of the weakest offenses that we have. We're so inconsistent with the players we have. We should be dominant on the offensive side. You watch all these other teams with these receivers, less receivers than what we got less talent than what we got and drive the ball down the field when they need to not when they're down two touchdowns or we turn the ball or whatever. No, they put it out there and they go right down the field and they score. I know our offensive line is garbage. Defensive interior line is garbage. And just like that, just like football players and that you, you get rid of cook, 
Madison, I think in two games we only have we don't even have sixty yards of running. No, it's uh, uh well, it is sixty nine yards on twenty six carries, which is yeah. still horrible. <laughs> it's terrible, and you get rid of Cook. I understand Cook was long in the tooth or whatever. He, you know, a little bit of an injury prone. You had to pay him money and all that, but you don't bring anybody else in worth anything. Madison's not an every down back. He's just yep. not an every down back. That should be known at the next last two games. He's not an every down back. He's not. He may be aggressive, but he's just not strong enough to do an every down back. Um. I know we won't be able to get him, but somebody like Jonathan Taylor, I know, you know, somebody like that, you know, where we need somebody strong that can get the ball. I mean, Swift came from Detroit, and he, that's why his career game this year, tonight, was why, I mean, he ran through us like it was nothing. Yeah. You know, and I think with just the, 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 the receivers we have, Hawkinson and everybody else, we should be able to, I mean, score at will. And we go through these points of the game where we just don't do anything. We don't score, we three and outs. I mean, the turnovers alone are killing us. But other than that, we just got to do something. We got to be better than what we're doing. Okay, yeah, we might beat the Chargers, maybe, maybe. And then, okay, Panthers. Okay, so now we're 2-2, two and two, then we play Kansas City. I feel if we go under 500 this year, Quasey needs to be fired. Yeah. I think he needs to be fired. Um, KLC, he has to be more aggressive. He has to be more aggressive and showing he has a good game. He can talk a good game. He can talk a good game, but play calling and being aggressive on offense with the weapons we have. Justin Jefferson, for one reason, I don't understand how he's not signed. <laughs> Why would you know just give this guy his money yeah. and get that out the way? Because I think it's going to get bad if we go under five hundred. You know, so Corey said, and Corey, awesome points, right, dude. Right. Thanks for coming on the show. I want to see Corey again for sure. He said something early in his uh, in his takes about Quasi being kind of a numbers guy, analytics guy but not being necessarily in Quasey says, I'm not a football guy. I'm not a, I, I've learned how to scout a little bit, but I, that's not where I come from. You know, that is, that was the biggest question for him is, okay, you can, you can look at a series of Raz scores and sort of profile what, what a guy's measurables look like compared to other successful players. But at the end of the day, are you able to sort of look under the hood and see, can that guy play football? And the fact that like Lewis seen Judd brought it up earlier Lewis Seen is the fifth safety on this roster right now. Probably wouldn't have made the team if not for the guaranteed three years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if he wa- if he had been drafted in the seventh round in 2022 or the sixth, he's gone, I think. Yeah. But, and, but the question, too, just to go a little deeper, is Quasi has football people, but he has a guy like Ryan Grigson, who we don't talk a lot about, who had... <laughs> You know, who had a very interesting stint with the Colts when he was that's one word. That's one word and got for fired. It. Yeah, exactly. Isn't he like one of the? I mean, he Andrew well, Luck's the, career ended early because of that offensive line. Uh, in, yeah, which Grigson in was in charge of. So, I mean, the question is like, who's doing what here? Um, I do fault Quasi for in- Ingram because somebody said we got to keep. You know, we got to give him a chance. We got to give him a chance. Okay, he's now at eight to twenty games. Yeah. He's played 20 he, he meaningful play. games. He, he just can't, can't play. play. Yeah. yeah. And if he ever can, it needs to be done off to the side. Let's bring him back when he can, if he yeah. can play. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're hanging out with us here still, thank you very much. Uh, we're still going to keep rolling here on Vikings Line. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And we will all continue to move forward here to get it's only two games in and everyone's all bent out of shape here. I totally get why. And that's why we are here. Who's next on Vikings Line, Declan? DeMarco, what's up, pal? You are on Ventline. Hey, man. What up, guys? It's always good to see you guys. 
How you doing? Thanks for um, coming on, obviously dude. Obviously not a good night tonight, as I'm always on when it's not a good night. <laughs> but I got a couple of things. I know you guys kind of point out a lot of things. But, yeah, main things I want to say is it's so concerning to not see Lewisine out there. To see Theo Jackson come in after a guy like Josh Mantellis that we didn't even know he could really step up like the way he is. And just, yeah, and then no Brian Osamoa as well. That's also, I mean, Ivan Pace Jr., I am glad we have an undrafted free agent. You know, we were able to find Ivan Pace, but to not see Osamoa out there, that's also really concerning. So, yeah, just that whole draft, like you guys are saying, shot. Um, another thing, these last two games, honestly, the Vikings had just brought a double barrel shotgun and just shot themselves in the foot. Yep. They literally, both these games, we could just say we have, we could, we won this game. We could have won this game, but we just shot ourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm going to be at week five versus the chiefs. I don't know how that game's going to go, but I know I will be drinking a lot of surly before <laughs> I die. Cause I do not know how that's going to go. It, uh, it doesn't appear that they're going to get one this season at this rate here. So uh, the before I die, I might have to extend into 2024. It's early. I'm not going to call right. it yet, but we'll see. I'll just bring, I'll bring a pack while I'm out there. You know, we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> nah, but, uh, and the last just couple of things just kind of while I'm throwing out there is Addison, number two. He's the, he's the clear number two. KJ Osborne, he, he doesn't even look like he can get open. He, he can't even get open. I'm sorry to say it. Like, being in training camp is so much more different than being on the actual field and now you're playing the full game. So, like, I mean, it's just complete different. Um, and those are, like, honestly the main – oh, one more thing. Didn't you guys feel like Kirk was getting in, hit in the helmet a couple times? Because I did see Jordan Davis hit him. And yeah, they yeah. just weren't really throwing nothing. So They didn't throw flags. Um, they're on, on the Vikings touchdown to Osborne. Right. Quisenberry, who took over for Udo at left tackle – he basically hogtied the guy he blocked, and yeah. they didn't even call it. They they didn't call a lot of stuff tonight, right? So all I got to say is, guys, I appreciate everything you guys do for us. Um, you know, for us Vikings community. Again, if we lower the turnovers, we know we know we can win the games. Literally, just lower the turnovers. That's the main. That's yep. the memo. <clears throat> yep, Demarco, Thanks, great Demarco. stuff, man. We'll see Demarco again. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's kind of what I keep saying, which is like, yeah, there's all these things that are alarming, even without the turnovers, but like. My God, if you turn the ball over once per game, which is what you would ordinarily do, you, you're, you're probably 2-0. and What do we do with that? We kind of debated like 10 minutes ago. Um, let's keep rocking here. Vikings vent line on Purple Daily. Let's try Nunu again. Nunu, do you hey. have us this time? Hello? Hello? Yeah, we got him. Got you, we got man. Nunu. Awesome. Thanks for getting me back on here, guys. Yeah, man. Um, so much to say. Um, I'm a huge Vikings fan, and I became a fan in 2012. Uh, Adrian Peterson got me, you know, started to be a Vikings fan. But uh, just seeing this team and where it's gone is just, ah, man, you know, freaking seeing how tonight started off, you know, I just, I wish AP was back there. I really wish AP was back there. And the fact that I had been pounding the desk for Alexander Madison over Dalvin Cook the last couple of years because he's a good back. He's able to get elusive. He's able to get extra yards. You know, we saw it in the Bucks game. He was able to catch a little screen pass and, you know, get in for the touchdown. Um, but the fact that, you know, he's having these offensive line issues on top of that, it's kind of like a domino effect, you know. Yeah. Like, these, uh, the offensive line is just in shambles right now. And 
Darisol not being out there really hurt. I'm not a big Oliudo fan. I'm sorry to say, I, I've I've been haven't been high on him uh, a lot at, for the last couple of years. Um, where was the timeout, by the way, during that drive when they were just running the ball down our throat? That would have been yeah. A, that's a tough one because I think a lot of coaches, even when that's ha- like in the NBA, if a team is kind of just running it up on you, you call a timeout to break their momentum. In the NFL, they view those timeouts as just at the, they they want to have all three at the end of a half in case you Correct. can get another drive out of it. So he was probably weighing, boy, my defense is gassed and is getting bowled over, but I also want to hang on to these timeouts. Like, that's tough. Yeah, no, it, but it just felt like in basketball, I was going to use that exactly. Like, kind of just layup after layup. It's like, okay, let's, <laughs> re, you know, let's get back to the drawing board here and uh, let's see what's going on. I, Ivan Pace, I'm a huge fan of, but he was just getting, he was just looked oversized, you know, and it was just, he was getting pushed back so much. Uh, the fact that Lewis Seen, you know, did not sniff the field, I was huge on. Um, that didn't happen, you know, so, uh, just shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, and this team has so much potential. There's so many skilled players that we have, and Addison is turning into a superstar before our eyes. You know, he's filling the boots of, uh, you know, Thielen, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just tough to see, you know, and and Brennan, you know, Powell, you know, that just, that just hurt. That hurt, you know, and yeah. I have a little Vikings horn over here, and I was hoping I was going to be able to blow it at the end of the freaking game, but that, that's all. Oh, I got. That sounded that's, way that's different good. than I thought it was going to sound. You know, that's like the it. noise that the Vikings made tonight. You're like, oh, here comes a big baritone. <laughs> no, it's. Thanks. Uh... <laughs> all right. Nunu. Thanks for coming on. Nunu and Callie with his, uh, his little Vikings horn. Speaking of timeouts, what was the deal with the clock stopped late in the first half on an incomplete pass, and the Vikings must have been so disorganized, O'Connell called a timeout. He didn't use it to stop the clock. That wasn't the goal line No, it was, around mid, it was around midfield, I think, okay. and it was an incomplete pass, so you didn't have to be concerned about the clock running, and O'Connell, Kirk went to the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden you could see it was sort of ticked off. O'Connell had called a timeout. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember the one on defense where the Eagles were on the one yard line or the half yard line, and the Vikings because of the, I think the Eagles were trying to run no huddle to keep the Vikings personnel on the field because the Vikings had one defensive lineman on the field, so the Vikings called timeout. But it's like, I get it, you're going to call a timeout to put some defensive linemen in there, but they're just going to punch it in anyways. So you're just wasting. Oh, a and timeout. they push fields into the end. So. Uh, hurts, yeah. Or hurts, hurts. That's Which and the fans get all every time there's a third and one or a goal line, yeah. the fans get all excited. Oh, we're just gonna push. They know him they're just the gonna game. push him. Yeah. All right, let's keep going here. Vikings vent line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Paul, what's up? You are on Vikings vent line. Hey guys. Uh, so speaking of therapy, I don't get to see my shrink again until Tuesday. Oh. And the cruel fate of a Vikings fan. He is an Eagles fan. Oh. So I'll get faux empathy on Tuesday. So instead, I'm here tonight with you guys. I love your show. love you guys. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Your mantra, before I die, unfortunately, is becoming all too true for me. I'm a few years older than Judd, uh, and so (laughs) the runway is getting shorter. Um, (laughs) And I cried like a little boy when old man Willie Brown intercepted Sir Francis in Super Bowl XI. so I officially canceled my – I'm on the East Coast here. I officially canceled my NFL Sunday ticket. 
Oh, wow. Uh, Wait, tonight? I, tonight. I canceled it. Wow. Uh, I, 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 I didn't need it tonight because on NFL, uh, on Prime, but right. for the out-of-market games, uh, I'm just going to listen on the radio. Uh, I'm going to say 400 bucks. Uh, wow. I was a, I was a big Quasi fan. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was a good hire. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt like Judd, but here we are. And what was the one takeaway from the prime NFL quarterback uh, series that you had about Kirk? Is that he just got punched in the gut every single game right through the guards and over the center. Uh, now, maybe Bradbury didn't get forklifted as much, but it was just a, it's a sieve. And so coming into this season, what do they do to fix it? Absolutely nothing. And I think that is the most disconcerting thing because that's something that it's not that complicated. Um, and here we are, and it's not fixed. Yeah. Uh, now, I agree, uh, uh, Phil, that uh, fumbles are not predictive. I mean, it's not like flipping a coin, however, because I think there is some psychology to it. You know, you think you're fumbling or you press or you're 0-2 and you're really – so I, I do think a team can take on a character for a season, uh, and I'm worried that we're get, we've got the bug. Uh, and it would be too difficult to shake. So yeah. uh, I'm going to suffer another season and see what but happens. But you're saving money. Wow. Yeah, at least you're Paul saved $400. Money, Paul, about it. That's great. Think about all the stuff you can buy now because you <laughs> right. don't have to torture yourself. I this jersey that I got last week. <laughs> you can buy you can buy more out-of-network therapy as well. It'll there be we great. go. Yeah. There we go. All right, some Surly. I mean, come on, thanks, Paul. Paul, thanks World for coming on, man. Yeah. So a lot of places that 400 bucks can go. All right, Declan, who's next? Uh, Andrew will be next here on Bikes Valley. Andrew, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Andrew. So the Vikings should be 2-0, right? We all know that. I mean, they've, they've shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, these turnovers were ridiculous. Um, the Brandon Powell one, I mean, what would that have put them at the 30-yard line? They would have scored know. a touchdown. I, I have no doubt. I mean, you know, and then the Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I didn't even. I kind of forgot that was even a rule. Honestly, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's right. It's a touchback," <laughs> and yeah. it, it just drives me insane. I mean, honestly, Kirk could have had six touchdowns tonight. I mean, and, and we sit here and blame Kirk, and oh, it's Kirk's fault. Kirk's fault. I don't think it's Kirk's fault. I really don't. No. I mean, tonight was tonight was turnovers. Um, just terrible play. I mean, if Philly, if we would have scored the touchdowns there, Philly wouldn't have been running the ball down our throat. They'd have been playing catch up. They'd right. have been behind by two. Maybe three touchdowns. Yep. And, and, then so, that, and then that Flores defense can get rocking and rolling. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And I thought the Flores defense looked great in pass protection. And then, you know, I I get, yeah, we need to show up the offensive line. I get that. However, you don't get Jordan Addison if you draft a lineman in the first round. And he looked great tonight. And yeah. I don't know, you got to fix the defense, too. Defense was horrible last year. They look a little bit more respectable this year. Obviously, the run, run defense tonight was horrible. But what else do you do? So I, I'm struggling with, you know, I, I yeah, Quasi maybe maybe whiffed on this entire track, but you know, I think we need to give him a little bit more more time, a little bit more chance. I mean, it, there's a lot to work with, a lot of old pe- old players that they had to get rid of, contracts that were just ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I I'm actually pretty hopeful still for this year. I thought the offense uh, they're they're looking great. I think they they clean it up, get these turnovers taken care of. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think it could be a good season still. I really do. All right. Andrew from South Dakota, bringing some optimism here, bringing some glass half full, you know, one thing just on the, cause there's been a lot of chatter about Quasi. I feel like with the audience tonight, I've, I've, I've heard some rumblings 
And you saw on one of the clips that they showed in the war room of the draft coverage, like like they had cameras in the Vikings war room, that it was Kevin O'Connell that was kind of banging on the table for Jordan Addison. Quasi wanted to move back. Yeah, he was definitely talking to him. Stockpile like an extra third round pick or something. Yep. But but it was but Kevin was kind of annoyed or exasperated and and then you saw on the Vikings YouTube uh video, they put it out there, the end of that interaction, which was like, Hey Quay, see? Like yep. th- like Kevin kind of saying We stuck to we the got plan, our guy. We stuck we stuck to the plan. We got our guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if here's my point. If the two thousand two draft is a bust and if the main hit in the 2023 draft is because the head coach came in and was like, stop, don't trade back. Yeah. We need this guy. And it's it's almost a credit to Kevin O'Connell. How do you think ownership, if, if this season stays off the tracks and they win, they go seven and 10 or something, you know, they miss the playoffs. Yeah. And, and the 2022 draft is a total bust. And you're not, and now you're wondering what the future holds and who's the quarterback. Would you let Quasey do a third draft? If you're the Wills? Oh it's probably a bigger um, question for like a full show at yeah, some point. Yeah, and I think but. the answer is they would, but I do think that there would be frustration. And 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 again, what we don't know and the Wills do is what are the checks and balances? Because like when you hired Quasey, you knew you were not get, getting a football lifer. You knew exactly what you were getting. So who's he surrounded himself with? That's my question. Again, is that Grigson? Like is Ryan Grigson the football guy? Because I got serious questions then. And he's sort of a forgotten guy. Like, he's in the shadows. He comes out to practice and stuff. But there's just a lot of uh, questions about how this is functioning. And we also don't know what O'Connell's role is. Like, we know he's head coach, but we don't know. Does he have a huge say on the 53? Does he just get to chime in and give his ideas? Um, There's just a lot of unknowns. But I I think if this season, if they win seven games, and I'm hard-pressed to think that they're going to win less than that, I think they will very much say, hey, we made some changes. Uh, You basically, because it feels like it, told us to run this thing back. We did, had success. Now we've started to make our changes. You've got to give us more time. I think that's going to be their their platform. I, I don't think internally this team is nearly as up in arms as the fan base is right now. Agreed. I found it super interesting when that Andrew Luck doc came out um, through The Athletic on Spotify last summer that legitimately every coach, player, teammate, rival, everyone went on that podcast to give testimonials of Andrew Luck's career, and the like. only one who openly declined was Brian Grigson. And I mean, I get it. He's, he, he's kind of the figurehead for the failures during the Luck era, but yep. I found that incredibly interesting that all these other guys were mm-hmm. still able to come on and join, and Grigson was publicly no, I'm not going to come on and talk about that. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's there. There are questions about that structure for sure, and I mean, until they roll off a bunch more wins or you see some more development with these draft picks, the questions are going to linger. Uh, so the only way they can really fix the fix the wave of negativity and some of the narratives right now is to go go beat the Chargers. And then go beat the Panthers and get back to five hundred. And I, but I agree with Judd on that front. I think a lot of fans are. It's a it's a four alarm fire here. If you're a player in that locker room, I think on one hand you do know that you're at a disadvantage in the trenches against a lot of these teams. But on the other hand, you probably feel like you you beat those last two teams you just played. You out yardaged them. You moved the ball up and you down. You had some good defensive flashes here and there. 
And if not seven turnovers, then you're probably two and oh. So you're you're probably not that dejected. You're probably fired up going into the Chargers game to show, dang it, if we just stop dropping the ball on the ground, we can we can beat a team here and, and get to one and two. Uh, and they get the extra three days to to heal their bodies and prepare and take a deep breath. Heal, I get them back on that practice field tomorrow. I'd just say, full pads, two a day tomorrow. Going, that's what you would do. We are going to do some scale. Oklahoma drills and violate every NFLPA rule known to man. <laughs> I would say that if you're going to go home or you're going to go on a vacation this weekend, which is usually it's like a mini bye week, guys kind of go, you should have, yeah. I don't care if you're on an airplane, you football. have a football tucked super up glue. into you your You know what armpit. I would do? I would go get super glue and a football for every player, <laughs> and I would super glue that football to that player's hand and say, for the next 10 days, we, we will surgically fix you when you get back right before the Chargers game. <laughs> Can't disagree with that strategy. Uh, all right, let's keep rocking here on Vikings Vent Line. Carl, what's up, buddy, in your purple, incredible Carl. man cave you got here? Carl. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, well, first and foremost, um, uh, uh, we're losing. Hold on. We're, we're losing. Carl, hold on. Come, close, come closer to your mic a little bit. I think you're just cutting it out. Get rid of my fan. Is that a little bit better? I think it, it, it looks great. The audio is oh. cutting in and out. That is. Not great. Okay. Here, um, I think we're good now. Keep going, Carl. Right, fantastic. Well, talking about the NFLPA rules, I don't think they'd really like the uh, the surgically attached hand uh, suggestion <laughs> as well. But at this point, I'm don't get me wrong. I am a realist, and I have optimism for the rest of it. But that's no fun. Let's get dramatic. So we have we have two actual options here. Option one is we knock on Kirk Cousins' quarterback room door on Monday morning, and we say. Uh, you know, I think the New York Jets are in need of a quarterback, and we just throw all of our assets in the next year. We get ready. You know what? I love watching Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson getting passes from Kirk down the field 60 yards. But you want to know what I would love even more? Shadur Sanders doing the exact same thing next season. Talk dirty. Talk dirty, Carl. And then on top of that, on top of that, we have the other option, which is, yes, we have a lot of great things that we saw tonight, and we have a lot of things to be potentially optimistic about. Okay, cool. Tomorrow morning, you're going to send Philadelphia emails an email, and you're going to trade for Jason Kelsey. And you're going to sign. You're going to sign that guard tomorrow. You're going to you're going to sign Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner. You're going to sign Dalton Reisner this week, and you're going to get the playbook ready. And then you're going to go get a real interior defensive lineman that can put pressure up the middle. Aaron Donald. Let's trade for Aaron Donald on Tuesday. Where's this money coming from? No, you, you, well, you need draft picks to make it happen, too. But I don't care about draft picks. Trade them all. Aaron Donald. That's a great question. With this point in the Kirk Cousins era, we have realized that at this point, this, this is not a team that can go into the playoffs and win road playoff games. That being said, we know that the only realistic way this team could go to the Super Bowl, which is the goal of this team right now, is to have the number one overall seed and do it at home. We can't realistically win multiple road playoff games and do it. So that being said, we need to have the pieces around a affordable, young, mobile, young quarterback. And right now, Kirk Cousins is none of those things. Yeah. So fortunately, I'm not. I'm not. I, I may or may not have a. A, uh, a five by seven framed of a Kirk Cousins. You just got beat by Perk Thuggins meme behind me. I still have <laughs> Kirk Cousins shrine up here, but 
I don't know. We've reached almost week three, and the thing I keep picking up and telling myself every morning is October 3rd, October 3rd, October 3rd, and October 3rd has nothing to do with the Vikings. That's the day the Minnesota Twins are going to win their first playoff game in 20 Oh, years. wow. Let's go. Let's so, pump wow. it up around here. Let's Woo. go. We got Carl. Carl, thanks for bringing the optimism. Thanks for bringing the the neon light vibe here. I like it. The Good neon the neon knocks. Was that a robe? It was a suit coat. It was like a velour okay. suit jacket. Yeah. I liked yeah, it. It was a good look. Okay. I think we need, Boogie we need to look. get Judd the same lighting in there. You know, I think Purple we can work lighting. on that. Finch Home Solutions with their electrical work. They yeah, could, they could maybe exactly right. Yeah. Corey, um, you come and fix everything. Who's right, next on Vikings Ventline? Yeah, let's let's go to Tom next year. Tom, what's up, pal? You are on Vikings Ventline. How's it going? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? What's up, Tom? Good. That, are those your Kirko good. chains? I'm so good. No, it's not Kirko chains. It's little uh, Viking chains. Uh, Tom from Scranton. Um, one thing no one mentioned tonight is that Ivan Pace had a neck roll on, and it was like old school '90s Dude. linebacker. Let's hit Ivan Pace with the football <laughs> sounder. Good stuff. Get, get the class. Um, thirty-five years. This is what I thought, right? You guys always say the uh, the slogan is before I die, and I've always thought it's like, you know, when I was like 25, 28, now I'm 35, it's like, is it really, you know, one before I die? I feel like let's, let's build a team for like a decade, let it go out, see what happens. Um, and then I thought that my dad was, my dad was born in 53, I was born in 88, when he was um, 35 years old, I was born, and he was probably not thinking at that time. Yeah, you know, let's let's. Isn't that trippy? Have, guess what? Yeah, it's gonna happen quick. I'm gonna be like 73 soon, and you know what? I think I have to go one before I die now. Dude, it's it's kind of trippy. We we had a fan call in. I can't remember if it was uh, like a write that down or if it was like a vent line session, but but he said. He sat. He cried. He was like eight years old and cried uh, the last time the Vikings went to the Super Bowl for a fourth one. And his dad told him, "What are you crying for? This team goes to the Super Bowl every year. They're gonna get one here soon." That dude was eight years old and thought, "Yeah, n- next year they're gonna get one." He's my age now. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I take away from this game is let's embrace the suck, man. I know we're we're zero two. I know, do, I, though. I know Judd. Want, I know no. Judd is but they don't. dying they never, to call for a tank right they now. They never do it. it. I don't want Dalton Reisner. I don't want dude people that let's can let's clone it. Ed Ingram actually on Tuesday. Yeah, I want five Ed Ingrams. Everyone just like rodeo that shit right into Kirk. I don't want to get hurt, but like let's uh let's let's get the new quarterback. Let's, well, uh, we got a team around him. With this line's current state, they're going to get him. They're going to get him hurt. Like yeah. I, I cannot I, see that should be the new slogan. Kirk die. Before Kirk I might, die, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk might die. Is the yeah? Don't let Kirk die. But I mean, when you see tonight, because because on on a play where it, it looked like Oli might have snapped his ankle or something, Kirk yeah. got hammered on that. That guy hammered Kirk. Oli got Oli Udo is one of the biggest dudes on the team, right? He's like 320 pounds. That dude lifted him off the ground and threw him. And he like broke his ankle on the land or whatever, whatever the injury is. It was, it was like a, it looked like a Steven Seagal film. (laughs) I just want to 
I want to root for the Vikings again and like really be a fan. And I haven't since 2020. I've, 2020, they needed to tear it down. Yeah. And I've been in this like weird flux of like rooting, but not rooting at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a dirty fan. And I feel like it's all <laughs> I feel like everyone finally coming to the realization, even if you're a Kirk Stan, it's probably gone next year. Let's move on. And then, uh, like, let's let's start being a family again. Like, when we had Teddy. We love Teddy. Even though he wasn't, like, fantastic. Like, we all just kind of, you know, the Atlanta game. Our guy. We, had moment. we had some momentum. Yeah, no, Tom, this is great stuff, Tom. Thank you for coming on. Please don't make this your last time on Vikings Vent Line. Um, it, it has felt a little bit like a broken a broken home, a broken marriage of Vikings fans. You've got, you've got so many different opinions about Kirk cousins. And at the end of the day, he is now the third oldest quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is the oldest and he might be done. Yeah. And then it's Matthew Stafford by 200 days over Kirk cousins. So whether you love Kirk, whether you're meh on Kirk, his age and contract situation are going to just make it imperative probably in the 2024 draft, whether you play the guy in his first year or not, that you find that next quarterback. And, may, and maybe then it ignites some excitement and kind of brings people like Tom back into the... But uh, this team, but Tom's right. Like, that that's the thing. This team will never embrace the suck. We've urged them to before. 2020 is a great e- example. Um, but they won't do it. They bring guys back. They try and rally. Like, like in some ways, Kirk is a microcosm of the of the franchise, right? Like when it appears it's all dead and done, like you're this game's done. Kirk yeah. brings you back. And so yeah, he's right. They don't embrace the suck and and my fear is like, okay, so if you ne- if you're never going to do that, how do you find the quarterback? You know, this quarterback class if it if it's shaping up the way, like if it's if it continues to shape up the way that it is right now, there might be five or six guys that are first round worthy. So Unless all those guys are going to go in the first six picks, you might you might have a chance to move up to like eleven and get a good quarterback in the 2024 draft. So we'll see. Hope so. Uh, before we keep rocking here, let's shout out our friends, the official dog food and pet food of uh, Purple Daily and Score North. Here, it's Nutrisource. Nutrisource chicken and rice never quits in our home. Maya Mackey loves a gigantic scoop of the same food every day, and if she's this happy about eating the same thing every day. Think about how much your dog might also love Nutrisource. Yeah, and as as Vikings fans, we want wins, right? But Stella's old gad there, she doesn't care about wins and losses <laughs> because her wins are when she gets trading reward treats for being a little good girl and going outside. And you're, and you're not going to fumble that bag like the Vikings did tonight. Right? And if I do, guess what? She eats every treat that falls out. Yeah, She recovers then, those fumbles. Yes, yeah, she does. The Vincer started like this, and he more ended the evening uh, a lot like this. This yeah. was this was a, a side-by-side, basically, of uh, how Vinny started and how it ended uh, for old Vinster. But luckily, those Nutrisource treats, you just shake that bag, and whether you're down 35 points or you've turned the ball over four times in four straight possessions, that doesn't matter to old Vinster. He loves his Nutrisource. Yeah, I would say if your dog is sad about tonight's game, just have them bring the computer over to them, pick up their little paws, and have them type in NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Dot com, and they can find a Nutrisource location uh, near them somewhere. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. And a shout-out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Well, throttle therapy is definitely in play this week, all for the next 10 days. Whether it's on land or on the water, it all starts at the Lodge. Power Lodge in Brainerd, Anemia, and Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud. 
John, I think a lot of Vikings fans, because it's going to be 80 degrees this weekend, could use a say, little throttle therapy. Exactly right. You know what? Get away from it. Get away from the fumbles. Get away from the bad football, the big mistakes, and head out on your Bennington there and enjoy the what's left of, of summer. Because Phil's right. There's time left. It's going to be gorgeous outside. Forget about this team until the Chargers game and do that through a throttle therapy on your Bennington. Dude, can I is this is this from today? This might be before the week two game here, but I didn't see I tankathon.com has an updated mock draft oh here. God. Can you just can you just make me the uh the solo screen here? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my phone up to the screen for you guys. This is the Tankathon mock draft right now. Hold on, can uh, you see this? No. Very bright. No. Ah, you can't very see bright. it. Okay, uh Caleb Williams to the Vikings with the number one overall oh. pick. Well, <laughs> they are right now the worst team in the entire league. Thank you very much. Yeah, 0-2. All right, uh, who's who, who's next on Vikings vent line? Yeah, a handful of guests still left here on vent line. We'll go to Christian next. Christian, what's up, pal? Hey, boys. How are you? Christian just sitting in a depressed, sitting in the dark. dark room right now. Are you in your car? Or are you in... So no. So I finally got into the room online. I had a softball playoff game. So I was driving, hoping I wouldn't get on until I got home. So I just got home. So it's perfect timing. Oh, it's a great time. Nice. <laughs> um, so I watched some of the game at my softball game, and I only have two things to say. One, how on earth did he not extend JJ? How? I think that's gonna that could come bite us. You know where? Could potentially. He's just throwing up 150 yards again, like it's nothing. One fifty. Uh, my next point. Yep. I don't know why fans are going to be upset. I want to lose. I think we need to lose. Um, why not at this point, right? Like, why make the wild card round to lose in the first round? Why? There's no point. So I'll yeah. leave you with that. Love you guys. And on a side note before I leave, I'll give Kurt credit. He played really well today. Yeah, I thought he did. Like, I, I want him to throw the ball into double coverage to JJ. And the last point, Jordan Addison needs more targets. Thanks, guys. See you later. Hey, Christian, thanks, thanks. for coming Good on. Good stuff. Man. Yeah, Jordan had uh, five targets, three catches, a touchdown, which went for 62 yards. And and besides that, besides the 62-yard touchdown, uh, 10 yards in receiving. So he's not not wrong there. Um, again, I will say it. If they, if they were dedicated to the craft of tanking, I'd be like, okay, you know what? If that's what you're going to – like the Bears purposely got worse last year. They purposely traded guys that could start because they wanted to lose. This team's not going to do that, though. Like, that's the maddening thing. If you're like, okay, I'm going to go to bed thinking of Caleb Williams and tanking, because right now the Vikings are the worst team in the entire league after two games. Uh, Your reality is this, and we all know this. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, they're 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 going to win some games. Yeah, they're They're not that bad. Like, they're not a bad roster. They're not a 13-win roster. No, they played some terrible football so far, but they, yes, they, they they are not going to win two or three games. What if they lose at home to the Chargers? Do you call the Jets? Do you sit down with Kirk and say, "Hey, man, we had we had different hopes for this season, but we're zero and three. It's not your fault. My God, you just put up three sixty four and four touchdowns. But we just we just have to go in a different direction. When's the deadline? Yeah. When, when's the uh, trade? Yeah. Is it November fourth? It? It's a Halloween, I believe, isn't it? Uh, it's, uh, it's Halloween. Yep. yep, it's Halloween. Okay, okay, you got six uh, weeks. So I think if you got closer, I think if you were bad at the deadline, that's when Kirk, if they were going to, I don't think it, 
I don't even think at 0-3 they would make that phone call. I think he would veto the trade oh, almost I- anywhere because he, I, I, don't, I don't think he wants to be unsettled. I think he, in terms of family and kids yep. and him, just the way he operates, going to a different team and system in the middle of the season, I think he's such a preparation guy that he would just say, no, I'd rather yep. just pick a new team in, in March in my own controlled environment. At the very least, if he did okay a trade, and I agree with you, Phil, I think that he would say no immediately. But if he did agree with uh, to be traded, I think he would then instantly say, "Okay, what's the extension?" And yeah. I don't think the jet, and I don't think the Jets can commit at this point. Would you rather have Rogers Kirk still in the books? Kirk Cousins as the Vikings quarterback in 2024, or Aaron Rodgers coming off Achilles to finish the Brett Favre loop? Well, the Rodgers thing would be far more fun, but from a football <laughs> standpoint, finish what Brett Favre couldn't. I'm not taking on a guy who would be older when he's joining me than Brett was, whose Achilles just popped. Yeah, the the fun factor would be interesting, especially God, if he came back and played fun. played well. Those Packer fans would be oh my God sweating it. All right, Declan, let's keep going here. Vikings vent line on Purple Daily. All right, let's go to Justin next. Justin, what's up, buddy? You're on vent line. Holy Hannah, this is amazing. You guys have made my day. I loved you. I have hated you. I love the content. (laughs) But all I have to say is I would like to thank NFL Shop with my new new hat. It's a nice Nice. hat. Nice hat. I watched Brian Flores wear it last weekend, and I figured that I needed it. So I got two things. Um, I want Quazy gone. My second thing is why on earth can we not build an offensive line? I just don't understand it. I am six five, three hundred pounds, right? Oh, you are? Dude, I'll stand up. They, they, might, need, they might need to you Egan, out there, dude. Start driving right now. Well, actually don't. Dude, Justin. Justin. Hey, give us can you give yeah, us a little footwork? It. Give us some footwork. Can right now. Shoes are untied, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the problem tonight. Ed Ingram's shoes were untied a little bit there. No, yeah. it just drives me nuts that we cannot build an offensive line from the inside out. We got good bookends. We got terrible guards. This Bradbury experiment is over, and <laughs> it just, it just drives me nuts. Yeah, but man. thank you for letting me on. And uh, you guys made my birthday. I turned thirty six today. Dude, so, happy, happy birthday, birthday Justin. We'll give you the horn there. Awesome. boy. Keep your head up. You got a nice hat out of the whole thing anyways. And uh, I'm not joking when I say they could use a six foot five, 300 pounder for uh, yeah, the Chargers I'm... game. So get down. Thank there. you. All right, man. Justin Take care. coming in here. Uh, Declan, who are we going to next on Vikings Ventline? Yeah, let's go to Sly next. Sly, what's up, pal? You're on Ventline. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey, I'm calling from El Paso, Texas. I know I'm a long way from home, right? Nice. Yeah, no, that's it. It's so much fun just seeing where everyone's from. You know, obviously we've got a lot of Vikings fans in Minnesota here, but I think even we are surprised by how many Vikings fans are in literally every state and European countries and everywhere. It's awesome. Well, for where, where I'm at, it's all Cowboy Nation here. And last year when we got beat so bad from the Cowboys, oh, my God. It was so bad. So bad. But what I want to say is that Kirk, 
he actually did pretty good. I, I'm rooting for him. He yeah. did really good. I mean, no line being what it is, he did pretty good. It's just we had no run game. And Madison's not the guy. He's not He's not the RB1. He's not. And yeah. uh, thank you guys for making my day. Yeah, man. I, thank I've, you. Been, I've been watching you guys for like the past three years. That, that you know, you guys are the only ones who talk Viking Nation here, and uh, it's it's good. Thank you guys. That's awesome, man. Thanks, Sly man. down there in Texas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought we tried, were going to try, tried to warn you about uh, As- Asamoa and Alex Madison. Like, I thought we were going to get a little bit more of, carry, of a committee man. here, though. That's what that's the thing I don't get too. Yeah, like why isn't Chandler getting more run? What what did he have today? He one had, carry for no yards. Yeah, one. Yeah, what? So does he is. Is he terrible? And if he's and if he's terrible, there's another indictment of the 22 draft class. Like I don't. This is the thing about Madison. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He in his prime years as a running back, as the backup, but as a running back in his prime years, averaged 3.6 yards per carry, or 3.7. Oh. Yeah. Like, what, what what would lead you to think that he's? This, I was trying to say this all like, no, Mackie. You guys weren't saying that, but like people on Twitter. You know, it's like, well, what did you think? He was going to just be a five yards per carry guy now? It's like, that's not who he is. I want the Boone breakdown, though, of the entire totally. run game from a big picture because um, this is something like it is so bad that I think it extends beyond the guys trying to actually run the ball as well. And and this does not take away the fact that Dalvin Cook is cooked. Oh, yeah, dude. So like that's yeah. not, you know. But I, I'd love to hear, and we, we can certainly get, get into this when Boone joins us next week. I, I really want to hear like his breakdown of a run game that just is doing nothing. Yeah, we can definitely. I'll just maybe we'll just queue up. Hell, they only they've only run about twenty six times this year. We could probably just queue up. You want to just take us through twenty six failed runs? Let's go. Their offensive production, <laughs> like tonight, from a points total, is incredible considering they can't run the ball. Yeah, which yeah, I mean. Like that's the that's kind of what impresses me the most about Kirk Cousins tonight is that they knew the entire game after like the first two drives, well, the first three drives, that you were gonna pass. And he still stood back there and completed thirty one for forty four for three sixty four, four touchdowns, and yep. just kept he's had a few of these games in his career where it's like, All right, even early, like when they kind of struggled, I mean, he had the Rams game. There was that Packers tie back in 2018. So cr- credit to Cousins for not ducking it tonight. Let's keep rocking here. Vikings vent line, little therapy session late into the night here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Jason, what's up, buddy? You're on vent line. How's it going, guys? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Awesome, uh, man. Thanks Thank for you. having me on the show tonight. Yeah, uh, I got some positives and negatives. Uh, I think the team's actually pretty solid like I'm coming out of these two games actually confident they've been the best football team on the field both times like everyone wants to embrace the suck but we just played arguably the second best team in the NFC and we were the better football team on the field minus the dumb turnovers Uh, if we don't fumble the ball away four times tonight we beat the second best team in the NFC Kirk's a top three quarterback in the NFC Uh, but I got some problems with Kevin O'Connell uh one, after you turn on the ball over that many times in the game, third quarter, four minutes left, it's fourth and four. Look your offense in the eye and tell him to go get a first down and get one of those turnovers back. Instead, he punts it to Philly and they go on a nine-minute drive and kill the rest yeah. of the game. Yep. Mm. 
And then I add on top of that, when we scored our touchdown to make it 21-27, strategically, I think he should have gone for two. Yep. Because if Philly goes and kicks a field goal, you're down nine. You go for two there, you might miss it. But Philly, but then they can kick a field goal. You can still make it a tie game with a two-point conversion. Yes. As opposed to, yeah, to me that was just. That's one that like no one. No one thinks of that aspect of like the 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 odd time to go for two. Yeah, but but just to highlight, so they score a touchdown, and before the point after, it's twenty seven to twenty. Yep. So so they kick the extra point to go down by six because they're thinking if we get a touchdown, touchdown. then. But dude, it's a high scoring environment. You're probably not holding them to nothing the rest of the game. Yep. So to your point, if you go for if you go for two and you whiff, you're still down only seven. And by the way, you can score a touchdown and go for two the next time if you want. If you or want to go win, to right? overtime. Yep. And so, but if you get it, you're down by five. And to your point. It means if they kick a field goal, you're still down by eight, only a touchdown on the road. There's only six minutes left in the game. Yep. Um, and then timeouts by KOC. Uh, end of the first half, you're not stopping the Jalen Hurts QB sneak for a touchdown, right? So it's second and goal from the half-yard line. They're going to run it on you three times, and KOC burns his first timeout. It didn't matter because we got down, and Jefferson obviously fumbled the football through the end zone. But that timeout, along with the one they wasted by getting the call in late during that drive, was two times to stop the clock. They couldn't on that drive to go score. score. Uh, and then, to be honest, I know we're not going to win, but the Hail Mary on the last play of the game, like that's a give up. What are, what are we doing? Why, Dude, why are we not I... trying to lateral? Like my, my biggest problem with that play is always that there should be no offensive lineman on the field. You should have both your quarterbacks on the field and your nine fastest guys spread the field wide. <laughs> the quarterbacks can switch the possession. There should Try something. Running a Hail Mary that they're going to catch on the 25-yard line is literally just saying, you might as well have knelt on the football. Like I don't know. I was going to say, first of all, Jason and I are just tracking right now. This is great. So my first thought was, you have seven seconds left. They had no timeouts, but they had seven seconds left. The Eagles are going to give you anything, anything within 15 or 20 yards you want. So your first play there, and again, the game was going to be over anyways. Yeah. But, but like your first, this is about strategy. Your first play there should be like a 15-yard out for five seconds or six seconds so you can throw a Hail Mary into the end zone. Yeah, and Why, are, why are you taking line. one play in that situation? So, but It just yeah. felt like a give-up to me. I don't really know what that was all about. Uh, that's pretty much most, most, my, most of my stuff. The only other thing I had was the first third down of the game for both teams. I mean, Harrison had Jalen Hurts lined up to knock him out fourth and three, and Dallas Goddard just runs him over from behind, and they give him a first down because of it. And then yeah. our first third down is pass interference slash roughing the passer, and the refs don't call that flag either. But, I mean, that's just a little nitpicky thing. But yeah, uh, I pretty much got most of my stuff in. Thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome, man. Jason. Thanks, stuff Jason. good stuff there. A lot. I love love the, the clock. Some of that strategy good. stuff, the go for two stuff, I'll never understand. that. That is such an obvious math spot to go for two. Mm-hmm. But it's not, a, it, but it's not a mainstream time to go for two because coaches don't pay attention to that stuff. But his guys are there though. He he's got the clock guy. Then his, the, is his the, game, but is that guy not telling guy. him? So that guy should tell him mathematically, you should go for two right now. I mean, if it's a, a little, if it's a lower scoring game, then maybe you can, maybe you get away with not going for two because your hope is that you stop them. But like they they're literally running the ball for almost three hundred yards on you. So. Yeah. Now they scored a touchdown, so it didn't it, not a field goal, so it didn't really matter. But anyhow, let's keep rocking here. Who's next? All right, a few more left here on Bentley. Let's go to Christopher. Hey, Christopher, what's up, bud? Hey guys, I just wanted to uh, first point out. I think all this embracing, you know, embrace the sock, is kind of hysterical because we're going to be a very competitive 
one and seven by Halloween. <laughs> Very competitive. Who's the one um, against? Who are who are they beating? We, we are going to barely beat the Panthers in a trap game. We're going to play down to the competition. Trap you know game. that. It is. Can it can it is it can it be a trap game when you're zero and three going yeah, in and say, desperate to a, say? <laughs> and whose trap game is that? But we got it'll tra- be a trap game for the Panthers. Yeah, hosting the zero and three Vikings. <laughs> no, I mean we're going to be one and seven, and then the scary thing is not Halloween. It's going to be we're going to lose a couple more, and then it's going to be the epitome of what a Viking season is. We're going to run up against the Broncos, the Bears, and the Raiders. We're going to win all three of those, and we're going to bump ourselves right out of the top two picks. Oh, yeah. You know what? Put oh, me on the board. Yeah. One in seven on Halloween. Let's, let's, uh, we'll, let's take note of this. I think, I think Christopher might be onto something, and then they'll, yeah, they'll fight to the end. Very competitive one in seven. Yep. I like it, man. That's, that's good stuff. Thanks for coming well, on, the Christopher. Reason, no, the reason I'm calling, actually, is because oh. I, my biggest beef with the Eagles situation and the Vikings situation is Jalen Carter should be on our team. How in the world do we allow the Lions to come up for 32 to 12 last year and not get their first round pick? First round pick they use on Jalen Carter this year. Think seriously how much better a defense is this year. It's it's dominant. And think of how different our franchise is with that guy. I just feel like Quasey should be on way thinner ice than we are giving him credit. Coming up from 32 to 12 and not get a future first round, he's got to go. Man, yeah, that's a man. Add Christopher to the list of, of a lot of people that are just kind of there right now. With Quasi, and I so. live in Wisconsin. I live in Green Bay. I live a life of irony, so it doesn't get much worse for me. <laughs> Ash Robinson, baby, amazing man. That's where I lived, in enemy territory. Mm-hmm. All right, Dex, who's next here on Vikings Vent Line? All right, so George, oh, claims, George, were you at the were you at the game? George, can you, hear, can you hear us, George? Yeah, I think I can hear you. Okay. Were you at the so, game? Yeah, I missed a lot of Ben line because we were on the subway from the Philadelphia game. But uh, my main nitpicks are we're not throwing down to our wide receivers. We're throwing down to Alexander Madison and then, of course, KJ Osborne. But, like, I don't know. Just during the game while we were there, it was just like we were checking down way too much. And I missed a lot of vent lines. So maybe people are talking, you know. No, there was, already no, saying it was that. 12, 12 targets to Madison and KJ Osborne. I mean, Osborne did have the one touchdown, but that's a lot of targets to your fourth and fifth targets. Yeah. And I got three of my buddies also. We've been doing this for six years, going to away stadiums. And they said, KJ can't catch a cold. And can't stop the and our defense can't stop a nosebleed out there. So, so we're in trouble. So I guess, yeah, that's what I got to say. And, awesome, uh, and you guys you avoided know. like Eagles fans breaking yeah, bottles survived. and stabbing you. You guys are all physically intact. You're okay. No cans thrown oh, at you. Honestly. And you guys bring this up quite a bit, but I went to the Randy Dobnak game for the Yankees in uh in the playoffs, you know, Uber driver, DD Gregorius hit the grand slam in the third or fourth inning. Those fans were ten times worse than what I what we dealt with in Philadelphia. Wow. So I Philly would appreciate soft, if man. you guys didn't bring up the Dobnak game all the time because I I hear it and I'm like, man, I don't want to relive that uh, those memories. So <laughs> I blame yeah. Judd. I blame so, Judd. It's our plight in life, man. Yeah. As Minnesota sports fans, it's our plight to have to relive those. <laughs> yeah. George, yeah. hey, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for your uh, your service tonight in Philadelphia. Yeah, we didn't have enough there. fans out there. That was that was a big – we 
like I said, this is our sixth year, and we have not – I mean, ever we've been to the Cardinals, Tampa Bay when they won the Super Bowl that year, Miami, and every year it's just a big crowd of Vikings fans. But Philadelphia, I don't know. We, we're scared. We're, everyone's scared, scared in, yeah. in Minnesota because no yeah. one was there. It was like you look to your row to the left and your right, and there was no one around you. So – I don't, don't know. We don't like confrontation. I think. I no. think that's the. And I also think that they that, that if uh, fans were there from Minnesota, they don't wear their Vikings jerseys as much. Yeah, they're wearing like a Jason Avant jersey or something, yeah. you know, yeah. or a Hank Basket jersey. Harold maybe. Carmichael, Wilbert Montgomery. So those are made up players. Old, no, those are old school. Old school. Ron Jaworski. Ron Jaworski. Ron Jaworski was quarterback for those teams. Yes, that's exactly right. All right, Dex, who's next? Vikings vent line, Purple Daily. All right, we're going to finish it out here with Seth. Seth, yeah. you're walking the streets. How's it going? I don't know if you guys remember me. I was there for the uh, loss against the Wild last year in the playoffs. Uh, I was oh, actually no. at the game with George. Um, not with him, but I was there. Oh, I, the fans. So you're were... like walking the streets of Philadelphia right now. No, my friends are actually in a bar right there. But uh, I'm <laughs> I've been waiting to get on the show. I had to take the subway too, so I got cut off and didn't get to see all event line. But dude, brutal. It's like when you get there. You know, I live in Philly, so it's like it's hard to you know get out there, see Kaprizov, see Jefferson, see all the dogs. But uh, when you see him, it's like holy moly. And then you know, like I was there for the fumble on the punt. You know, I was there for right in front of me. Jetta's dropped that, you know, or fumbled it into the in the, for the whatever the touchback, literally like 30 feet right in front of me. And you know what? Do you guys remember when uh, I don't remember who it was, but I think it was it might have been Matt Boldy that hit the post to tie the game with an empty net in, uh, right, yeah. in, in the playoffs. Do you guys remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. We are living in a simulation of BS <laughs> as Minnesota Vikings. Fans. It's crazy. Yeah. Or as Minnesota fans. I, you know, I love the before I die, but you know what? Our luck is just screwed. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what we do. You know, I, I honestly, like, seeing those players out there, you know, seeing Jalen Carter out there, dude, dog. The fight, like, before, before this game, you know, you guys are talking a lot about, I watch every episode, you guys are talking a lot about the defensive line eating up the Vikings offensive line. You saw it on a few plays, but the Vikings were ready. What we didn't do is when, you know, we needed to just hold on to the ball and execute simple plays. We didn't execute simple plays. We could have scored 40 points that game. Yeah. Honestly, we could have scored 40 points that game and made a statement that game. We could have won the Bucks game 35 to 17. Yeah. But, you know, it's a simple thing. Our parents, you know, decided let's do this thing in Minnesota. We were yeah, they could you know they could have they could have gone anywhere, man. Like they could have gone to we Chicago. Been, they could have gone, gone, gone to here. Boston. We could all you know? parents moved here. Right Judd, your parents weren't even like from different country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My and then dad, they land they landed in L.A. for a while. They could have just LA, stayed there. You could have just been a and Lakers then Baltimore, fan. Baltimore, and then Baltimore, and then here. Why well, here? Listen, before I go, I love you three. All right, love you three. You guys, Seth, are dogs, we love you, right? man. We love Keep you. Grinding. I'll be here for when the Wild fall short in the playoffs. Hopefully we get to see the Vikings in playoffs. Uh, you guys have some good takes. I don't know about all the uh, mark that downs. Got a, had a lot of reds that had a lot of reds last time. But yeah, we like to forget about those. Uh, I'm hitting, keep, I'm hitting, keep, hitting, hitting 230 on the season. Dogs, right? You'll go, see me again. Get us early. Awesome, man. Seth, great. be safe out there. Sir. All right. Seth's out there. We're roaming the streets of Philadelphia. Great bar scene. Great bar scene there. Downtown. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, there's a... 
pretty uh, lengthy epic therapy session there. It's it you know I, I said it before they were probably supposed to lose this game, but it's a combination of the way that they lost it after the way that they lost the first game at home against the Buccaneers it makes Correct. it feel so much worse for fans. Kevin O'Connell had a bunch of sort of positive like hey the fact that we've lost both these games by six points despite all this crap we should be feeling good about ourselves but you know um at least they get a few extra days to clear the mechanism as, and uh, find Kevin interior offensive linemen please but like, maybe find a big fat tackle defensive tackle too you're just gonna find a guy that's gonna save your season going into no, week not three? save your season just be an upgrade like i'm i'm not I'm looking skeptical. for a pro bowlers. I'm just can can you go to the used car lot and maybe find a better used car? I'm just I'm skeptical that it's going Sunday, into week Sunday, three, you're gonna Sunday. you're gonna find like like hey, Dalton Reisner's gonna save you're the gonna season. Have, well, yeah, but do you want them just to stand pat and say, you know what, Ed Ingram's no, you can try turn it. around. You exactly. can try it. Give, yeah, bring yeah, the guy in that uh, bring the guy in that like couldn't get along with uh, Russell Wilson last year and caused a big locker room blow up. With and a very Kirk similar similar personality in Kirk Cousins, by the and way. And now slaps Kirk around. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That might actually be kind of fun. It could galvanize this whole team. So we'll see. Uh, tomorrow, live, 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time on the Purple Daily YouTube channel with our hottest Vikings takes. I believe I've got the pie chart of blame here this week. And then uh, some silver linings. Enjoy. So, yeah, thank you guys for, uh, oh, enjoy the pie chart. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the pie okay. chart. Thank you, Judd. I will enjoy carving that up and get a that do, get that dough out tonight. You start to knead that dough. You get the roller out. Get that thing going. Really excited. Um, yeah, thank you guys again. Subscribe button, like button here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and it's statistically unlikely after an zero and two start. Unfortunately.